0: To the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my Lime mate Matt with me, and today we're going to go over some Blackhawks news. There haven't been any Blackhawks games uh, because of the NHL all-star game uh, we're going to talk about therinkket's all-star game and we're going to talk about a little bit of NHL news so before we get started I want to mention that we are an FHn podcast before to be sure to go check out the fhnnet where you can get articles in NHL news and they've got also got some other podcasts there so to get started you know um, <laughs> the Blackhawks have fired their ice hogs head athletic trainer for sexual harassment. Um, You know, this story came out, actually it happened in 2014. It was reported in October of 2021. The Blackhawks did an investigation, and after five days, they fired the head athletic trainer. And you know what? I hadn't really heard anything about this, Um, not many details. Uh, Matt, have you heard anything about this?
1: No, they they kept a lid on it, I think, and uh, they're— you know, trying, like you said, five days. They probably wanted to get it, uh, the investigation finished, fired, and move on from the bad press because it's just getting worse and worse for this club.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, I'm glad that they did the right thing. You know, you don't want some piece of trash, you know, walking around and no. doing God knows what to your players. Uh, Gary Bettman mentioned that there wouldn't be any disciplinary action against Rocky Wirtz. He feels the comments that Rocky made were out of frustration. He mentioned the team has been making many changes uh, over the last uh, last few months, led by Danny Wirtz. Uh, you know, and that's that's great to hear. You know, it, it's good to hear that the Blackhawks are are making changes. You know that they they need to make some changes. Uh, I believe they have made a they have an HR department, but they also have a mental health department now uh, that is somewhat um, autonomous from the hierarchy of the organization so that it's a place where people can go uh, if there are any any problems uh, to, to to kind of uh, let, let them out there and if if need be there'd be an investigation or you know somebody uh, somebody to help them so you know that's that's Well, I think that's important, man, and I think that a lot of other teams, if they haven't already, are going to be following in the footsteps because just to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks and these things don't happen, I think that it would still be a good idea for Rocky to step down and let Danny run the show. Uh, If he can't control his emotions in an environment like that, then his temperament should be an issue uh, for owning an, an an NHL organization. You know, he should be somewhat that the, like the face of the when people see him they're like that's the Chicago Blackhawks that's the owner um that's the guy who is essentially somewhat selling uh his organization to you and uh and he embarrassed himself and he embarrassed uh the, the Blackhawks on uh what was that last Wednesday at the at the town hall meeting
1: yeah and his and his son was very embarrassed because I, I think Danny you know he's been doing the right things and I think he was trying to say the right things and unfortunately his dad kind of brought him down again so he's gonna have to build that trust up again
0: yeah and you know it's it kind of sucks for him because you know he's kind of been thrown into this this position because he you know, he didn't have any position with the Blackhawks up until two years ago. You know, this bombshell of an investigation drops with Kyle Beach, you know, uh, about a few months ago, and then he's forced to kind of clean up the mess from the old regime in a way. You know, he puts together with Jimmy Faulkner, putting together these initiatives to try to make the um, make the Blackhawks a better organization, somewhat taking responsibility for a situation he's not responsible for. You know, he kind of just le- left there holding the, holding the match and um, his father comes out here and throws gas on the fire. So uh, it, you know I, I, I kind of feel for the guy you know it's a rough job yeah. to kind of be in, but hey, you're the CEO. He's going to be um, he's going to be p- trying to push this, this organization in the right direction. The hawks aren't winning on the ice so that makes things even harder. and, uh, and we'll see how the Hawks how, how they can better this organization going forward. So let's move on to the GM search. We got Kyle Davidson, who was interviewed uh, for the general manager role. He's been with the organization for 12 years, and you're kind of at a point where, you know, this guy, he's the interim GM right now. He hasn't really had an opportunity. To be a GM, it's not, you know, I would say you you can give a guy, you know, maybe two years to kind of see what he's got going on. Is is he running the organization right? You know, do you see good things out of him, you know, before wanting to move on? Uh, You know, it's been 12 years, so I think that it's time for his, it's time for his opportunity. At the same time, that 12 years, it's kind of like, you know, maybe we kind of need some fresh blood. We need some people in here that weren't around for. You know, the cup run, trying to get some new blood in there. So I kind of think that he has that working against him. What do you think, Matt?
1: Yeah, I think uh, he's, you know, he's been here for a decade, a little bit more. I I think he would be right to get some new blood in there. Somebody with a different vision because he's kind of, I mean, he didn't sign off on all the stuff like Bowman did, but, you know, he was, he's still involved with it just because he's been there. I personally would like to see. I'm not saying he's doing a bad job now. I mean, really, what can he do? There's, really, I mean, he can't. I guess he does have authority to trade people, but I, I would if I'm if I'm Danny and Rocky, the Wurtz family. I'm kind of putting everything on hold with trading until we hire our new position, our new uh, GM right now. But I, I just I don't think he'd be the right one. He's not my favorite candidate. But uh, you know, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a bad situation. It's kind of like uh, Coach King. I mean, wh- what can you do? I mean, you're kind of an intern, so you're doing the best you can. I-, I would personally recommend somebody else if I were in the hockey position to make that decision.
0: Moving on, we got Eric Tulski has been interviewed as well. He's assistant general manager for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, most notably, Tulsky has graduated from Harvard with a degree in chemistry and physics. He also has a doctorate in chemistry from Berkeley. Word is he holds about 17 patents from his work in nanotechnology. So he's a brain. Okay, he, he's a brain. Yeah. And we you want to know where does the brain kind of fit in. And in this kind of situation, maybe you can have somebody like this. Maybe you have like a co-GM type of role. You have a hockey guy and, and a brain guy. And you kind of put them together, two guys who can work well together and see what they can do. Because uh, I, I'm looking at this guy and I'm thinking charts, charts, charts. You know, and, yeah. and, um, but you know what? Carolina, they built a really good, a really good team out there. So you can't really fault them in that. They've got some, a lot, some success there. They haven't gone all the way, but they've built a, a really good team. I bet you those penalty minutes, uh, became a, became a statistic that they were looking at after last year's playoffs. Matt, even, even the goaltending. Yeah. Did you
1: notice that too? Yeah. They got rid of both and, you know, they added two Swedes for. Anderson, who's been lights out, all star. anti Ranta, we know him. He's a great backup goalie. He, I think he could be a one B starter somewhere. Yeah. I would personally like him on our team. but yeah, I would um, too. I think this guy is the the favorite so far from the fan base, from what I've seen on social media and stuff like that. And you know what? I I think those guys are important, like you said. But I personally, for me, would like a hockey minded guy first. This guy would make a great co-GM or like what he is now, an assistant uh, GM. But I wouldn't think he would leave what he's got now to be an assistant with the Hawks if he's with a team right now that's very close to winning a Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, I agree. They interviewed Peter Chiarelli as well. He's currently the vice president of hockey operations for the St. Louis Blues. He was the GM for the, uh, what was it, for the... For the uh, Cup Bruins, yeah, for the Bruins from 2006 to 2015, Uh, then Edmonton from 2015 to 2019, and you know what? When you're talking about Edmonton from 2015 to 2019, that's kind of a little bit of a red flag for me because, you know, you have they they had you know two of the best hockey players in the world and could have put a team around them. So he's not he's I I would honestly say that Peter Chiarelli is probably at my bottom of the list of the guys that they've interviewed so far.
1: Well, I mean, you—we've talked about him before. He's traded Tyler Sagan, Taylor Hall. He's traded uh, Ryan Strom, who's lighting it up right now with the Rangers. Uh, he's traded a lot of good players, and that's just a question mark for me. And he signed an over the hill. Milan Lucic, because Connor McDavid once said in a video that he would like to play with him <laughs> when he was, before he was, you know, in the NHL, he he liked the style, I guess, but that didn't work out. They ended up trading him to, I think he's with uh, Calgary right now, having a yeah. decent season right now, but still $7 million for a fourth liner is... Not what you want to pay the guy. So he's definitely at the bottom of my list too. It, it is, it's cool to, he did win a Stanley Cup in 2011. He did make the final in 2013 against us. We beat him. Uh, but yeah, I don't think um, he would be the right answer for us either.
0: Scott Mallinby, um he's also someone that has been interviewed he was the assistant general manager for the Canadians from 2014 until this past November when he resigned. Um, notably, Mellaby played in the NHL. I remember, man, uh, they played yeah, for that uh, that Florida team. had 364 goals, 476 assists, in get this, 1,431 NHL games. You know, you got to tip your hat to a guy who uh, who put that many games into the league. You know, uh, obviously a hockey-minded guy. I'm not sure if if you know he's the gm that i want but i'm pretty open minded man uh i'm not saying you know uh old players can't be obviously can't be gms but i think out of everybody listed here he kind of seems like he's the most sense
1: the wild card yeah <laughs> he
0: makes he makes the most sense you know and uh what do, what do you think of melenby
1: you know what i I'd, I'd actually like to hear more from him i wish yeah. the the gms would be able to kind of do like a live kind of not like an like not personal questions like but hockey questions like hey what is your views on you know like the team that we have now and I I just would be curious to say like you know what I want to play a different style of hockey I hope it's not like the Canadian style hockey because it's kind of similar to what we've been that you rely on your goalie too much and look at I mean Carey Price hasn't played he Poor guy's just mentally drained because of all the work he's had to do over the years. uh, I'm curious to see how he would draft. Like, what kind of players are you looking for? Are you trying to acquire a first-round pick? Because I think that's very important. If I mean, I would like to get a first-round pick this year because we're going to be— I'm not saying we're— Columbus is going to get a very good pick because we're not that great. They're going to have two very good picks this year. And I know we Seth Jones is a great player. I'm I'm not mad about that, but I would still like to get a first rounder if we could anyway. And I would like to see if any of these GMs would say, hey, I'm gonna be aggressive at the trade deadline and try to acquire this. But I, I do like I do like Scott Mellonby. I th- I think that it it would I would like to hear more about him. I, I like him and I like the Tilleschi from uh the Hurricanes. My two, my top two, I think.
0: Those are your two guys, huh? I think so. Yeah, I think I'd, I, I would like to hear more about Malinby, too. Um, he seems like the dark horse. But to be honest, with you looking at these other candidates, he kind of makes a lot of sense, though, too.
1: Yeah, and that's the kind of guy I've been always seeing. I, I, like a guy who's, you know, been at the war, you know, been through the grind of the NHL, like over a 1,000 games. That's uh, pretty impressive. He's got some decent numbers. I think he was always like a maybe a top six guy early in his career, and he kind of fell down a little bit. But, I mean, all players do that. But uh yeah I I would like that and I quite honestly I I hope that Olchek gets a higher position as well so he can kind of have a say in how the team is going to I think that he's the perfect like like the president of the the Blackhawks which I I know the Hawks have said they're not going to do that but you know teams out there like uh I think Pittsburgh recently last year hired Brian Burke who's you know great with He's a great hockey mind. He knows what he's doing. He's taking on the role of the president, dealing with all the, the negotiations and stuff like that, and he's got Ron Hextall running the team. And look at Pittsburgh, man. I didn't think they were going to be this good. They're ripping it up. Yeah, they are. So I, I would kind of like something like that. So I hope we maybe uh, the Hawks surprise us and say, hey, we're going to give Olchek a, a role like the president, and we're going to let uh, him deal with you know all the hockey ops, and we're going to let, say, Scott Mellon be focused on his team. And I'm going to do everything I can to make him, you know, get everything he needs and, you know, to be successful.
0: In all honesty, man, I don't think it's going to happen. I think Olchek might have some underlying health issues and being the president of hockey operations sounds stressful. And I I don't think that he's going to be trying to add more stress into his life. I hope that he's all right, but I think that he's got some health stuff going on that he's going to need to take care of first.
1: Yeah, yeah, but even somebody just to—I think the more minds you have, the better. And you can't—like, Bowman took on too much stuff, and the team, you know, we're paying the price right now because of that, I think.
0: Yeah, he—what, he he had the assistant GM role, then he got the GM role, and he steadily got more and more and more and more under him, you know? And and now it's like they're trying to figure out how to— How who to give you know some of these responsibilities to? Do we create another position? Do we create a guy? Do we have a guy run everything again? Or you know do we you know break these up into smaller uh, smaller jobs for people to to take care of you know?
1: Uh, We need a new scouting department. I think we we're 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 bombing in our picks. Not saying Kirby Doc is bad. Even Lucas Reichel's got a lot of promise. Kirby Doc has a lot of promise, but we need to develop our players better and we need to draft better because we got i one prospect that's on the top 50 list and it's Reichel. and there's some teams out there like Buffalo they got like 10 players that are ranked and wow. we're just we need to do a better job with this we and a new scouting department would be good and this is what the thing you need to start off at the top before you can hire these we we need to we need to see what the vision is for the new GM so we're gonna to have to be patient, I guess, but I hope it gets done soon because that trade deadline's coming fast.
0: Well, for fuck's sake, you know, you look at Buffalo. I mean, they should have ten guys in there. You know, how many top ten yeah. picks have they had over the past ten years? Do you know what and, I mean?
1: And they lost Eichel. Yeah, and, they did. They got another first round pick. Yeah, so. I mean, they, the, the guy who panned players. out as a
0: superstar, they lost him. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, I I, I think that we, we definitely need some picks. Um. I. I, I wouldn't honestly, man. I think that the scouting department is doing fine. I think the development department is where it needs a lot of attention. You That's know, the Blackhawks yeah. have pulled uh, a few rabbits out of out of a hat, and I'm talking about uh, Artemi Panarin and and uh, De Brinket, Man, they're t- d- d- we're talking about two superstars that they got. Well, obviously they got Panarin later on in the
1: draft. He, yeah, he was a free agent though.
0: And they were saying that they were saying that De was gonna wasn't going to do well in the NHL because of his size. Well, when he was playing with Connor McDavid, you know, they also chalked it up to that, but he actually scored more after McDavid left yep. and made the jump to the NHL and Dabrinka just kept on and carried on and he's done the same thing as he's made the jump to the NHL. Uh, I think that the scouting department's doing alright, but just developing these players, they need to take a completely different uh, a different outlook on, on it.
1: We need some luck too. We we need yeah. some guys yeah. to just come out flying and show everybody, like like a Henrik Zetterberg type of guy like drafted <laughs> sixth round or whatever he was and just ended up being the first line center in a couple of years. So yeah. well, you, you need some luck too. It, it all comes down to luck too. So the team has also
0: mentioned that they're looking outside of the, they're looking outside yeah. of hockey too, and they're looking at baseball. Uh, so the Blackhawks have compl- completed another interview with Jeff Greenberg for the jam position. Uh, Grieber currently serves as the assistant general manager for the Chicago Cubs. And you know what? I like the outside the box thinking. I like the idea of like, hey, you know what? Uh, we don't have to pull all of our, uh, uh, we don't have to put all of our chips into this hat. Let's see if somebody else has an, an outside perspective and some some other ideas. I, I really like that. I like mm. the idea of getting some obviously fresh blood in there, but I don't really have any information on this dude. I mean, the, the, the Cubs are, you know, they're another team that is looking to rebuild and, and retool and, and try to get to old glory. I'm not sure if, if he's the, he's the answer, but I, I'd like to hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you know what, man, it, it's all speculation. Yeah. They need to make, they're going to make a call within the next couple of weeks. So we're going to keep an eye on this and see if, uh, and see how it develops. So, there's something I've been wanting to ask you from a few things that I've seen uh, what did you think of the all star weekend
1: uh yeah, it was awful i I miss the old the old days you know you, the day before was the skills contest usually it was a Saturday night and it was east first west not you know all this <laughs> all these divisions it's it's ridiculous. I don't like the the three on three is exciting but I just miss the old days, the the cool East jerseys, the cool West jerseys with your team logo on the patch and on the on the shoulder. Uh, the skills competition, I, you know, I enjoy the hardest shot, the accuracy, the fastest skater, and that's it. I don't, I didn't like anything else. And I mean, it was cool to see Debrinkat show some personality. You know, <laughs> it was cool with the Hangover because it's big. It was big in Vegas, and uh, the rest of it was. I'm sorry, man. It was just awful.
0: That bad, huh? I, it, I hated it. Yeah, I wow. wouldn't.
1: Uh, I would have been pissed if I paid money to go see it because it was a joke.
0: Wow. You know, I like the old jerseys too. But you know what, man? I thought the jerseys this year weren't that bad. I thought that they were pretty cool. Actually, they were kind of yeah. retro in a way.
1: I I just don't like the central versus the Pacific versus the Metro. I mean, that's too much, man. I I just like East versus West. I, I don't I don't know why they're changing that. I'm I'm sure they're trying to to get more players from the division, I guess. But, I mean, there's some guys that shouldn't have been there, dude. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's some guys that sat at home that should have been there, like Kaner. I thought Patrick Kane's an All-Star. I don't care what anyone says. He should be at the All-Star game. So I I just didn't understand that.
0: Well, here are some—I agree with you 100%. Here are some notable things from the All-Star weekend. Alex DeBrinkett. Two goals, one assist in the All-Star game. He looked like he was having a great time too. Uh, Jack Hughes is on the COVID list after All Star Weekend. Nothing like uh, getting all the best players in the world together then start spreading COVID amongst each other. Well
1: they uh, got a cup run. They got he gotta get healthy. Yeah, they gotta, they gotta get really healthy really Man. quick.
0: Uh Connor McDavid loses fastest skater competition to Jordan Cairo. Giro um, was named MVP. Looks like he's trying to make a statement. His contracts and uh, it's done at the end of the season He'll with Philadelphia. Traded. He's got some. He's going to have some some suitors looking at him. And a vote. Ovechkin had to enter COVID protocol, so he couldn't uh, make it to the festivities. Which is That's a uh, shame. That's uh, It's a unfortunate. Shame. Yeah. Uh, some NHL news, Robin Herman passed away from ovarian cancer. She was seven years old. She was the first female to interview players after a game at the locker room. I would probably say most notably as a New York Times reporter, she covered fires and AIDS, uh, gold madness in the Diamond District and Iran hostages, homelessness and hippie communal living. So, um, Obviously, uh, you know she was breaking some barriers there, and uh, but she succumbed to cancer, and um, you know we'll keep her in our thoughts and prayers. The women's um, Olympic team—they've been on a roll at the Olympics. I watched them demolish the what is it—the Russian, uh, the ROC—the other day. It was actually pretty close up until like well, around the end of the second period, going to third period, they just let the floodgates open and beat them five to nothing. They have a preliminary game against Canada. I think that's either today or tonight at ten ten p.m. on USA. Uh, actually, when I'm recording this, it's Monday, so uh, you probably won't even have a chance to to see it. <laughs>
1: it's gonna be a battle. He's the great rivalry. That oh is, yeah, it's great hockey. It really is. These girls, uh, sorry, these women. They they deserve. Uh, they deserve people watching them. They really do. They're just. Uh, very entertaining it's it's awesome it's like hawks first vancouver back in the day i love watching u.s canada women's they're it's great hockey
0: yeah i agree i agree I, 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 every olympics man I, I watch the women's they're just as good man
1: they deserve it man they're they're fiery they, too even the canadian girls man they're they're awesome yeah the they north, are. American, north america should be proud they got some really good women hockey players so, all right,
0: everybody, that's all that we got for you tonight. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, do us a favor, hit subscribe if you haven't. Got another podcast coming out on Thursday, so be sure to tune into that one. And we'll see you later. This is the Tomahawk. And we're out of here.